Hey everybody, and welcome to the Wealth Effect Podcast, where we discuss methods, strategies, and tactics to protect and compound your wealth. I'm your host, Matt Fabian, and I'm here to help you create your own wealth effect. Hey everyone, welcome to the Wealth Effect. This is Matt Fabian on Tuesday, August 30th. Today we're talking about the yield curve inversion, what does it mean, and why does it matter? So the market recovery has hit a bump due to uncertainty around interest rates and the Federal Reserve. Interest rates have driven markets all year with significant impacts on risk assets, economic growth, the housing market, energy costs, and the value of the dollar and foreign currency exchange rates. In an environment like this, market expectations matter just as much, if not more, than the actual numbers. The market mechanism for this becomes embedded and reflected in the yield curve. Today, the yield curve is not just inverted, but is unusually shaped compared to recent history due to the Fed's battle with inflation and the slowing economy. So what does the yield curve suggest about economic growth and Fed policy in the years ahead? Although the yield curve is a technical concept, the basic idea is simple. A yield curve is just a line graph showing the interest rate of interest-bearing bonds, typically U.S. Treasury bills, at different time horizons, known as maturities. The yield curve chart tells you what interest rate you would earn if you invested in a new bill, note, or bond for that duration, whether it be three months or 30 years. When investors talk about the yield curve, they typically refer to the one based on government-issued U.S. Treasuries, since these are considered the safest fixed income securities and are referred to as the risk-free rate. Traditionally, economists and market professionals alike look at the difference between the 10-year bond and the 2-year treasury bond yields. When the difference is positive, we say the yield curve is steep. It slopes upward to the right, and this is what it was looking like last year. We say the yield curve is flat when the difference is slight. When the difference is negative, i.e., two-year yields are above 10-year yields, the curve is inverted. It slopes downward to the right, as it is today. This relates to the economy because the yield curve tends to flatten as lower growth expectations push down long-term interest rates. Eventually, long-term rates may fall below short-term rates, which are often still high because of Fed policy. Currently, they are increasing short-term interest rates, thereby causing the yield curve to invert. In contrast, the yield curve typically has a positive slope when the economy is expanding or coming out of recession. Investors are rewarded with higher yields for holding longer-term bonds. If future growth expectations are high, interest rates are expected to follow a rising path, and the yield curve continues to steepen. Notably, an inverted yield curve historically signals an impending recession on the horizon anywhere from 3 to 12 months in the future. Further, the yield curve has already inverted twice this year as the two-year Treasury yield surpassed the 10-year yield in March, and again in July due to the economic slowdown. And indeed, we have already experienced two straight quarters of economic contraction through the year's first half. The fact that the yield curve has re-entered inversion for the second time this year and has remained there for some time 
signifies subdued economic growth expectations moving forward, if not outright contractionary expectations. Today's unusual curve represents that the Fed will need to keep short-term rates high to combat inflation, even as long-term growth expectations fall. As the chart in the show notes show, the market expects the Fed to increase policy rates to about 3.75% by early next year, up from a target range of 225 to 2.5% today, before allowing rates to moderate. The key to understand, understanding this dynamic is that the current yield curve reflects today's future economic and market expectations. In other words, investors already know that inflation is high that the economy is decelerating, and that the Fed is accelerating its rate hikes to prevent further price inflation. What remains uncertain is how quickly inflation might come down and how long the Fed will keep raising rates. This is one reason markets pulled back last week when Fed Chair Jerome Powell, in his speech at Jackson Hole, reiterated that the Federal Reserve's dedication to fighting inflation with rates could remain higher for longer. In the Fed's view, it is essential to fight inflation today to prevent it from becoming systemically embedded throughout the economy, for example, the 1970s-style inflation, even if it risks slowing the economy further and negatively affecting asset prices. Jerome Powell even stated in his speech that there would need to be quote-unquote pain to bring inflation under control. However, that pain is designed to prevent inflation from becoming embedded and causing even more significant pain in the intermediate to long term. Unfortunately, monetary policy tools are blunt instruments. With the Fed tightening monetary policy into an economic slowdown with stubbornly high inflation, an environment is created for heightened asset price volatility and increased risks of a monetary policy mistake. As it has all year long, High and accelerating interest rates affect investors and consumers in many ways. Mortgage rates, for for instance, are at the highest level since the global financial crisis, with the 30-year fixed mortgage rate averaging 5.5%. These higher borrowing costs have cooled the housing market. The number of housing starts, new building permits, and existing homes sold have declined. The number of months of new home inventory the ratio of new homes for sale versus having the homes that have been sold, has risen to 10.9 months, the highest since the Great Recession. In this environment, inflation will take time to cool down, which means that the Fed funds rate will likely remain high through the first part of 2023. After the rapid rapid historic recovery over the previous two years, a slowing economy is natural and expected. The fact that the Fed needs to thread the needle between these two challenges increases the odds of market over and under reactions. The recent market rally is evidence of this, where many market participants were calling for a resumption of the previous bull market off of the June stock market lows, only to get hit hard when the reality of a hawkish Fed came into full view last week. So what's the bottom line? The market recovery has hit a snag as investors adjust to new Fed expectations of tighter monetary policy for longer. With the yield curve still inverted, investors should anticipate, yet remain patient and disciplined, 
through an environment of continued market volatility. Avoiding the urge to overreact, especially during periods of volatility, is the key to staying on track to achieve long-term financial goals. Thanks everyone for tuning in to the Wealth Effect Podcast. Hope you're all doing well out there and happy wealth generation. Investment advisory services are offered through Fabian Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. Nothing discussed during the show should be viewed as investment advice. Everything discussed is generic, non-specific, non-tailored information. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please reach out to us at info at FabianWM.com or call us at 925 322-2450.